Welcome to the Maximize Your Potential podcast, where we demonstrate that you have unlimited potential, and when you maximize it every day, you will lead a life of happiness and fulfillment. Welcome to part two of this interview with Dr. Ashley Robel. Ashley continues to pour out her heart and share her story, and I really want you to pay attention to the the way that her life has been affected by what happened in her childhood and how she's overcome this and now wants to help other people. Unless people were like, you know, showing me, you know, or talking to me about, you know, that they're already on that path and then they're already going and doing their, their healing, then I would talk to them about it because then it's not like I'm healing them. It's like, we're just discussing life. Right. So you can have very good life conversations with people and not feel obligated to cure them because that's how I felt. Cause I feel like everyone in this lifetime has something that they can heal because life happens every day. Like yeah. tomorrow, something might happen today. I feel great, but tomorrow something might happen to my family or something might, I mean, knock on wood, it's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, yeah. that's what life is. Like life is literally love and pain. And you can't run from it. You can't hide from it. If you do hide from it, that's what that, you know, it holds you back from, you know, reaching your true potential. So Brad Pitt, I read a quote that Brad Pitt said a couple years ago. And he said, the more, the more love, the more loss and pain you have, you know, because I mean, he has like what, seven kids. Yeah. or so and you know so like he has a lot of love around him but at the same time you know that doesn't last forever mm-hmm. so he's what he was saying was you know the more love that you have in in your life you know at the end of the day you're going to have more love loss um you know once that is gone but it's better to love than never love at all or to experience it because you're just always going to be blocking your heart and you're not going to be welcoming love because love heals all things. And especially Mm -hmm. love for yourself. Like you have to love yourself enough to be like, you know, man, I'm really tired of how I'm thinking. I really need to, I really need help. Like I want help to start thinking better. So that's what, that's what led me to wanting to go to a therapist because I wanted to start learning how to, learn more about me and to love myself more in that aspect. And what the therapist actually told me was because I told her that I'm tired of harboring all these feelings. Like I never once talked to my parents about their relationship ever or how it affected me emotionally or anything because what 16 year old can go up to their dad and be like, Hey dad, (laughs) Right. What you're doing is affecting me and my future. And well, you know, he'd be like, F you. Like, no, it's not. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but she told me, she said, eventually you're going to have to have a conversation with your father and your mother um, about these situations because not only is it going to help you grow, but it's going to help their relationship. Hopefully, Um, it either will or won't. um, And it will help them grow too. And, um, and I was like, okay, so I waited until I, I felt like I had enough life experience, you know, where my parents would respect me a little bit more 
mm-hmm. um, and what I had to say. So, um, yeah, the first time I talked to my dad about it, we didn't talk for like eight months after that. <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy, you know, but like um, he would ask me, he would say things like, why do you date such assholes? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, um, well, you know, <laughs> so my therapist said, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I just broke it to him gently, you know, I was like, well, I was like, I, uh, I don't know if you are going to agree with this or not, you know, but I really truly feel like the environment that I was raised in definitely didn't really shape the male role model that I was seeking to be the best for me. Right. You know, I would say things like that to where it wasn't so like in his face. Yeah. yeah. And then he'd be like, and then he would say, so you're saying it was because of me. And I was like, well, not necessarily. I said, because I make my own decisions, but at the same time, it would have helped if I would have had more of a, uh, more of a better communicative male role model in my life. Then Mm -hmm. I probably would have been more attracted to that kind of person versus screaming, yelling, throwing things. Um, you know what I'm saying? Type of type of mentality so but yeah my dad and I for the last like five years have had swings of talking to not talking to talking to not talking um just because I feel honestly I truly feel like I am more of my dad than I am my mom I have a lot of my mom's great qualities as far as like social skills and being able to connect with people and nurturing but um I had a lot of anger built up inside of me. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's a genetic thing, but I definitely feel like it's from harboring all those emotions and not being able to release them. You yeah. just, yeah. Like I was, a, I was like, a, I was like a ticking time bomb, <laughs> <laughs> like pretty much all through my twenties um, until my late twenties. I was a ticking time bomb. Like anything would piss me off, like really, really easily. I would, I would let other people's opinions affect me so much that it would literally ruin my mind for like Mm. days. And Mm. I would find myself defending myself about so many things that people thought about me that wasn't true, you know? Um, so I just, when I started going to therapy and I started releasing these things to my dad's face, I literally felt so much relief. I was like, wow, she was right. You know, because even though, the the conversation didn't go the way I wanted it to. I just feel amazing to be able to release this energy to, to tell somebody that I felt like affected my life so dramatically, um, how I really felt. And I truly believed, and my dad and I have an amazing relationship now. Um, and I wasn't expecting that at all. But if somebody, you know, truly loves you and cares about you, they're eventually going to start seeing how their decisions could have affected that, you know? So, um, my parents are 53 years old today and I'm, I'll be 33 in June. Um, but we have had so many conversations the last four years, um, just about anything about like, 
what I struggled with and why I struggled with it. And um, I told my parents I went to a lot of therapy for it. And I told them I didn't want them to feel bad about it. I just wanted to learn more about me and that whole dynamic. And um, there was actually a summer last year. So the uh, the last summer was um, the last blow up my dad and I had because my dad was still calling my mom names up until like, you know, So I finally just went off. Like I usually am pretty calm about my emotions, but I just, I just told them, I said, listen, I'm eventually going to have grand, I'm going to have your grandkids. I'm going to have children and I'm not going to let them be around you. If you're going to continue to do this in the future, if you don't want to change, I accept you for who you are, but Mm -hmm. I don't have to be around this environment anymore. And that's my mom's decision if she wants to stay. And I understand, but I am not going to allow my grandkids or my kids to be around that situation, like at all, because I want my kids to be raised in a loving, nurturing environment that they deserve because they're, they need to learn that at a young age. And then, um, and then I told him that he's also not entitled to walk me down the aisle either. So I said, I just laid down harsh boundaries, you know? Um, I said, just because I'm your daughter doesn't mean that I'm going to let you walk down the aisle. You know, like I'm not going to be like this fake family that gets along. You know, if you seriously piss me off, then no, I don't want you to walk me down the aisle. If you treat my mom, you know, and call her names like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we literally like blew up at each other and we didn't talk for like a month. And then, um, All of a sudden, my mom started telling me that, like, my dad started doing, like, more cleaning um, around the house, and he started doing more things, like, for her, Mm -hmm. and um, she said that he started communicating better about, like, um, uh, just, like, his needs, and he wasn't, like, getting angry, like, he was talking through it, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, I was like, that's good. And, um, she was like, yeah, she's like, I, she's like, I really feel like, you know, the things that you're saying are like getting through to him. I was like, well, I know my dad loves kids. So I knew that me saying that was either going to help bring that perspective of like me being really stern to him. Like, Hey, look Mm. in the mirror. Um, because you really need to work on yourself Yeah, and, um, taking away something that somebody is looking forward to, um, it works for children you know, so (laughs) it can work for, it can work for adults also. Um, but I just want the best for my family. I don't, it's not that I love my mom more than my dad, because even though my, my dad had some things to work on, I'm always going to love him unconditionally. Mm -hmm. But if I have to love him unconditionally from afar, then I would do that. Um, I don't want to choose that, but I love myself enough to know that, what my triggers are. You, you just have to go through life knowing what your triggers are and um, to avoid them or to communicate through them if it's to somebody that you really do care about. So um, what actually happened was a few months after that conversation, my grandpa died, my mom's dad, and four of my grandparents were still alive up to that point. I've been really lucky. So he was my first grandparent to pass away. And um, he was 89. He lived a long life. But obviously death um, 
brings a lot of uh, reflection to any family, you know? Yeah. So um, I came home and I haven't seen my dad in like maybe like nine months. And we all had a, a really good conversation. And um, he was a little apologetic for what he did, you know, growing up. Like he wasn't very sincere about it, but he was very like aware of of what he did and how it could have, you know, shaped me. So he admitted that. And, um, my mom admitted that their communication was a lot better because of what I was trying to do and, and help them. Um, so if I would have gone through life without communicating anything, it's a ripple effect. I would have been hurting myself more, um, holding it all in versus communicating respectfully to people that you love and care about because Mm -hmm. if you don't heal something that essentially kind of shaped you or broke you if you want to say um then you're just you're not going to be successful anywhere I wasn't I wouldn't be successful where I am now um not just in chiropractic but I'm also doing a little side business with like superfood nutrition that I just started um like eight months ago and that's taking off But like, if I didn't have the confidence in myself to like try something new without my parents judging me anymore or things like that, um, I wouldn't be on the path of where I'm going if I didn't heal my past. Yeah. So I guess the whole moral of this, of this story is that, you know, um, a lot of my Instagram and my social media is educating people on health and inspiring people to do whatever the hell you want to do in life, because it doesn't matter what anyone thinks or what anyone has a definition of who you are, whatever your decisions are in life, you should only worry about them. It shouldn't matter what someone else thinks ever. Because those decisions, whether it's right or wrong in the moment, is still going to lead you to your destiny versus doing nothing. Correct. So even though you make a wrong decision and you fail, and I have failed many times. Like I opened a chiropractic business um, two years ago with three investors and we did not get along and I left. I choose to leave because they didn't see the value in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I left within like six months. And some people would have said that that's failing, but for me, it was a success because I started really learning how to communicate and being more concerned about my happiness versus other people's happiness. And I have an amazing career right now. This job that I have in chiropractic, it's amazing. I've never made this much money in my entire life. And it's not just about the money, but it's it's about just what your definition of success is and knowing that that decision two years ago led me to this opportunity now. So your failures are always going to lead you to where you need to be if you look at it that way. But if mm-hmm. you have a failure and you are afraid the rest of your life, then you're, you're, you're just not going to go anywhere. So taking opportunities and doing as much as you can with what you can, um, that's going to lead you to wherever you want to go in whatever direction that is for you. So, um, but I definitely leaned on the gym and my workouts and my sports, even through my adult life. And now, cause it's a huge stress reliever for me because that's what I did back in the day when I tried to get away from pain, you know? So my stress reliever is working out 
and pushing my body to limits because I just find a lot of fun in that. Um, but I'm exploring traveling and other things like that too. That's a little bit less extreme on my body as I age. (laughs) Um, and traveling and traveling is good for the soul. Like it, it it inspires you. It, it stimulates your creative brain. Mm. Um, so if you're an entrepreneur, traveling is really, really good for your brain because it gives you that break, but it also gives you that inspiration to do more when you get back at the same time. So, um, I just, I feel like, you know, I just been through, I feel like I missed so much. Like I, I went through a relationship where I gave so much of myself. Um, he had a daughter and she was one when I met her and I wanted a family like so bad. Um, I did so much for her and him too. Like, I mean, he wasn't really going anywhere in life at all. He was like four years older than me. But I bought him a car, which is an awful idea. Ruined my credit. He never made payments on it. It was repoed like three times. Um, this was all when I was going through my student loan debt payment back. Like, you know, so it was like I was just burying myself in this hole of not only like mental turmoil, but also like financial turmoil. Yeah. So like I would push back my payments just to make sure him and his daughter, you know, um, had food on the table or, you know what I'm saying? So like I would bring her to daycare, I'd pick her up from daycare, you know, I helped with potty training and, um, three years into the relationship, he cheated on me with like so many women. I couldn't even count. It was like the most traumatic thing I feel like I went through in my entire life because I'm such a loyal person that I would never do that to my child. I would never like want to put my child through something like as painful as we went through. Cause me and this, his daughter had such a huge bond. And when I left, I ended up leaving. I stayed for like six months after I found out to try to make it work. But it was like, it was so, that was like my breaking point. That was like, okay, Ashley, like you need to really figure your shit out because if you're going to keep picking people like this, your life is going to be like really shitty, like really shitty. Yeah. Yeah. So that was where I started also finding, um, I went to therapy like here and there, like it wasn't consistent before that. But after that, I like committed myself to like always personally growing like all the time. So I went to a lot of therapy after that because I had a lot of confidence. Like if I had self-worth and confidence issues before, that made it like 80 times worse. I was just like, you know, I wanted to crawl up in a hole and die is what I wanted to do. Um, I didn't find any, any love for myself at all after that. I cried for like months. It was so sad. I was like so depressed. It was crazy. I would smoke weed to try to like, help with my depression, but it would make me more paranoid. Um, it would like put me in a state of like, I would just sit on the couch and like stare at the wall and just cry. It was like, (laughs) it was bad. And I laughed at it because it was like, I don't know what else to do right now, but laugh because when you're in that state of mind, it is so hard to come out of that. Like you have to really pick yourself up. Like strings from your head, like coming up from the ceiling and like literally pick yourself up and just take baby steps from that point and just start focusing on you. And, um, I leaned on my friends a lot in that moment. Like I moved out, I 
stayed at my friend's house for like two months. I drove to work like 45 minutes there and back like all the time um, just to get out of that environment. Um, But ever since that day, I've been growing ever since. And that was about four and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back at that, Ashley, and like who I am right now, like makes me cringe because my, my self-worth was so low. I would let anyone's opinions bother me and I would let anyone tell me what to do. And I had literally no control over my life, like at all. Yeah. So, but, um, your mind is your only limitation. You can do anything you want in life. You just have to really start asking your questions about why, like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Instead of just allowing yourself to do those patterns, ask yourself why. And if you can't have the answer, go find the answer. And therapy really does that for you. That's what therapy is definitely for. So, but um, yeah, my life has just been pretty much a whirlwind. And um, I love moving to different states. I love Florida. I'm never leaving Florida. My soul definitely loves water and palm trees, (laughs) that's for sure. so but that's pretty much my story well cool I mean that's a again it's an amazing story Ashley and you you've you've certainly overcome adversity to get to where you are today and and uh, developed a lot of strength of of character both um, physically and mentally which is is obviously important so there's, there's a lot to a lot for people to learn from that story and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of summarize that in, in the, the show notes and everything. But really, it's, it's understanding your self-worth, finding confidence in yourself, um, you know, yeah. mental baggage so you can heal yourself first. Because if you don't do that, you can't, you can't help others. Um, to, to love what you do, because if you don't love what you do, you're not going to be successful and, and therefore be tempted away with other, other things. And again getting a support group i 100 percent agree with that. that's why I'm, I'm big on communities and, and mastermind groups and the, the 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 therapy as well a lot of people have got like a um a stigma around therapy but i had a similar a similar experience to you and and again when 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 i went to the therapist did the same thing asked about you know what would the young chris think about that and, and it really it really does make you realize that we are we're, we're guided and uh, by our experiences as children, um, and we need to we need to understand that. And the yep. other thing I think I'd add in there is that failure is actually good, and and because it's it's only failure is only final when you quit. But if exactly, you, yeah, fail and learn from it and grow. That's the way that you expand. If you don't fail, you won't grow. And, exactly. And, that's a, good, a great message. So Yeah. Like, you know, people get so down about getting divorced or, mm-hmm. um, you know, like people stay in marriages just because they don't want to go through the hassle of the stress about paperwork or the stress about, well, what are, you, what are my kids going to think? Well, huh. your kids are going to be more effed up if you stay in an environment that's not loving because... Kids need to see love. And if they don't see love, you're, you're putting that generational pattern onto them. So if they see that their parents are divorced and they're happier in another relationship, then they know that it's okay to move on from somebody. You know what I mean? And it's not so 
such a bad thing or staying in a job that you don't like. I have had so many jobs. It is unreal. Like so many, <laughs> but, um, you know, like I, I would stay for like a year or a couple years. Um, and then, you know, if I didn't like it, then I would move on. But like, I've been in school since I was 26 years old mm-hmm. and I'm 33, you know? So like, up until 26, I was in the service industry, like waitressing, bartending and all of that, you know? So like, I was also, I also cleaned, um, some businesses and did, um, you know, other things on the side, but in college doing stuff like that was really easy money. So I just, I just learned, I just learned that it's okay. You know, if you're not happy in one environment, go to the next one. So, and that's what I did even in the medical industry and the medical industry is even more crazy (laughs) than the, than the service industry, because there's so many people that fraudulently bill insurance. And there was a few people that I worked for, I was not comfortable with working for. And one of the people that I actually left was sued like $300,000 for Medicare fraud after Mm -hmm. I left. Yeah. So following your intuition and knowing, like listening to what your, what your body, like what your mind is telling you, like your second gut is your, is your gut instinct, you know? So if something you don't feel is right, um, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to address him and be like, Hey, I think you're doing something wrong here. You know, like it was his practice. So I was just like, see you later, you know, like, yeah. I'm not going to be caught up in that. So the medical world definitely also brought me a lot of strength and working on my communication skills because people love people that love to work hard Mm -hmm. um, and take advantage of people in the medical industry because in the medical world, you know, people just want someone that does their job for them and they just collect is what I'm learning. (laughs) So, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's amazing, Ashley. I, I'd, I'd, um, I'd tell you what I'd definitely like to do is sort of bring you back on in sort of another six months or so and, and say, you know, what have you achieved in that six months and how many other people have you helped and how are you helping? Sure. You're definitely on a journey and, and that's to be, you know, to be, to be uh, credited. You, you know, you're doing a great job and, and you're going to help other people. I know that. So Yeah, yeah. for sure. Cool. And um yeah, just helping other people with their health and, and their wealth now. So I'm helping people, um, with the superfood company and they also can join the company and earn money with it also. So I can help people make money as well, not just with their health. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I love it. I love where my life is going and, um, Life is never direct, like linear. It's always, you know, up and down, back and forth, like I said before. But you have to appreciate life for what it is because I don't know. Have you heard of Gary Vaynerchuk? Yes. So Gary always says, like, you know, we hit the lottery, the jackpot, and we're in this life. Like, even though it's painful and full of, you know, love loss, Mm -hmm. you know, you have the opportunity to build a legacy and an empire and to put your mark on the world because even if you help one person you cause that ripple effect and that one person's life could change that could help someone else's life yeah you know so just because you're not uh donald trump doesn't mean that you still can't affect the world somehow um on a different level correct no that's that's great 
that's a, a great message to to end actually and, and appreciate yeah. It's, uh, sure. Thank you, know, you for having me. Oh, it's been an honor. And listening to your story and sharing your story is uh, is going to help other people, which is which is the good thing. So, again, Ashley, where's the best place for people to reach out to you if uh, if they if they want to um, connect with you or to follow you? Yeah, um, they can email me. So it's uh, doctor. So dr. Ashley Fit. So fit at yep. gmail.com or on Instagram and it's Dr. Ashley K. So Dr. A-S-H-L-E-Y-K-A-Y is my Instagram. Perfect. And I'll put those in the show notes. So people have got those and, uh, okay. Uh, Ashley, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. And yes, you know, I look, forward, you. look forward to following your continued growth and, and, uh, seeing you influence more people. I appreciate that. I'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Maximize Your Potential podcast with your host, myself, Chris Baker. It's been my pleasure to bring you these uh, this, this episode, and I look forward to working with you further in the future as I guide you through the process of maximizing your potential every day. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to subscribe so you get notifications as each new episode is released. And please share it with your friends and family so that other people can benefit from the lessons that you're learning. Thanks again. Bye for now and have a magical day.